0: Rooster and the Devil podcast. Rooster and the Devil podcast. Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Cool. I'm recording. All right. Derek, what's up,
1: man? Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you had Sammy on here a couple months ago, and I heard that went pretty well. It did. We we love Sammy on here.
0: Anytime he wants to come back, he's he's more than welcome. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sure he'd be more than happy to.
0: So this is Derek. He is you're the founder, starter of uh, the U.S. soccer blog, Um,
1: tell us about yourself a little bit. Um, so I'm from Charleston. Just all four of us are from the website. Um, we all, but Sammy, the three of us played soccer together in high school. Um, and then Sammy actually went to our rival high school, Hmm. but he played, he played club soccer with the other two. Um, I, I only played soccer my like sophomore to senior year. Um, they came to me and were like, "Hey, we don't have a goalkeeper for our senior year, so you should try playing soccer." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, why not?" Um, I had nothing better to do, so um, I started playing soccer my sophomore year, and I trained with the Battery Academy for a little while. Um, my- Can you tell
0: tell me about the Battery Academy a little bit? Because it seems like you guys, this is the Charleston Battery. Yes, um, you guys have an active presence covering them a little bit, and uh, definitely some opinions on what's going on there. So tell me about the academy first,
1: and then I'm just kind of curious about the club. So I I started training. So I went to a soccer camp over the summer going into my junior year, and the goalkeeper coach there was actually the goalkeeper coach at the Battery Academy. Um, And after I trained with him for like a week at this camp, he gave me an offer to come train with them for a couple months in the hopes of, me going onto their full team. Hmm. Um, I ended up deciding that it just wasn't the right fit for me after I trained with them for a while because it was a lot of money. Uh, It was a lot of travel. It was a lot of time. I wasn't going to be able to play for my high school, which was one of the big reasons I wanted to play soccer. Right. Got you into it. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of started to, I wanted to step away from it, and then the academy actually ended up getting shut down um, a couple months after that um, because it, I I don't know all the reasons behind that, and I don't want to say anything that's not true. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what all the reasons for it getting shut down were, but it did get shut down. Sure, gotcha. Um, now, this is our hometown team. Um, and what uh,
0: division are they in? It's USL. They're
1: in, they're in USL. I believe they're in the championship now. They've kind of jumped around a good bit um, because they started adding all those leagues, and it got confusing. Um, huh. I believe I believe they're in the championship. Gotcha. Um, and so it's kind of been our hometown team. Sammy and Will and Coleman, all of their dads were actually um, part owners in the battery before it got sold off to the new owner. Um, so they, they grew up around it. Like they founded the team, their parents founded the team and like built it from the ground up. Um, and so we heard about this whole thing with the new owner deciding to sell the stadium. Um, and we knew that it hadn't been sold yet, and so we decided that we needed to have a little bit of a voice in this. Um, they, yeah, hashtag a, save Charleston battery, right? Yes, hashtag save the battery. Um, save the battery. <laughs> it is the oldest soccer-specific stadium in the country. Neat. Um, it, a, what's the has, capacity? It's a little over, I believe, 2,500. Um, and it... Sorry, 2,500. I said that number wrong. Um, Sounds about right. 2,500? 2,500? 2,
0: 5,100. 2,
1: 5,
0: 5,100. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So yeah a that's, over, that's pretty large. That's yeah, pretty large. It's a little,
1: little over 5,100 with, and then it's got um, standing room on the sides where they have tents with places with food trucks and beer gardens and stuff like that.
0: Neat. Oh. Uh, so they have, that um, twi- yeah, that's really cool. Do
1: they have big um, supporters group
0: that, uh, you know, marches through the city to the games, anything like that?
1: So the stadium is on Daniel Island, which is outside of, uh, about 20 minutes outside of downtown. It's, um, which is actually one of the reasons why they ended up selling the stadium is because Daniel Island has is turned into a very expensive residential and, you know. Gotcha. A, a yeah. Quote, unquote, rich people sure. area. yeah. Sure. Um and, the property, to be honest, is worth a lot of money. Um, it definitely is worth a lot of money. I believe. I know they just ended up closing on it. Um, because we were trying to make a run towards trying to get it to stop.
0: That's sad. Um, so where yes, and they, where will the battery be? Will they be dissolving or? So they, they, decided
1: they, or they decided they they decided they were going to try and rent out. The Citadel, which is a military college in Charleston, downtown Charleston. Yeah. So they were they were gonna try and make out a deal to lease that stadium, their football stadium, hmm. and turf. It, uh, I know it's a, it's a grass field. Ah. Um, huh. And it actually ended up, I if I had to guess, it fell through um, because they are now playing at Stony Field or will be playing at the end of the season. Um at the end of the season they're going to is when they officially hand the land over. Um I I believe it was sold for over 6 million the land was. Um and so they they're going to be playing in this field called Stony Field which if you look up any news articles about Stony Field in the last 2 years it is currently sinking into the river behind it. <laughs> I'm going to look um, it up while you're talking. Whenever it's high tide and raining. The field is a swamp, uh, and so I believe the city right now, the city and the school district are trying to do some renovation to the field at least to keep it from sinking into the river. Um, sure. And they're, oh, they're uh, wanna, they want to they want to move some of their <laughs> high school sports back there. Huh. Um, but. For a team like the Battery to go from yeah, we have the soccer specific stadium, we have our oldest own one in the grounds, country. Oldest one in the country, historic stadium.
0: And now yeah. they're playing
1: at a field that is literally sinking into the river.
0: That's sad. I'm I'm sorry I, I feel like we should have had you on earlier to, to help with that. I didn't didn't realize no, what was going on, you know?
1: <laughs> so we we were expecting the sale to end up coming through like towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happened a lot faster they sold it for 6.4 million Wow I mean um, for the owner that's uh understandable yes. I suppose an, an 11 acre site for <laughs> yeah. 6.4 million that is they're gonna yeah. be tearing down the stadium and turning it into residential and commercial properties out there
0: it would um, be cool if you took that money and reinvested back into the team but
1: yes but as of now that does not look like. You've been like a part of that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: I love. I, I, I'm starting to to love uh, USL a little more. Just talking through to a couple people about it.
1: It's at honestly, and especially if they end up bringing a promotion relegation type thing between. They should League One and Championship. I'd pay more attention to that than the MLS.
0: Absolutely, when, absolutely, without a doubt. And maybe that's the new um, hashtag #ProRel for USL.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and that's a start. That's a move in that direction. Um, Absolutely, for the entire country. But yeah, I would definitely pay more attention to the USL than the MLS if that happened.
0: I just love how all the small cities are involved, and and especially if they can, you know, get promotion relegation set up there. I think the storyline's so much more intriguing than the mega teams of MSL. Absolutely of uh, MLS. Yeah. Yeah. So. I also wanted to ask about. So you're at Clemson right now, right? You're a junior or
1: rising junior. Right, I'm rising junior. Yes, sir. And you work for the football team. I so the last two years I worked for the football team and their video and technology department. That's um, awesome. I was making I was making mostly internal stuff. Some of my footage would end up on social media, etc. But cool. Uh, I was. Pretty much making hype videos and highlight videos for the team to watch to kind of get them pumped up before the next game. Nice, that's fun. Uh, and then and, and you were year, there for a national title, right? You were yes, on the field, it looked like. I was. I was in San Francisco in that god awful stadium um, <laughs> that the 49ers have out there, um, and I we we weren't. I, <laughs> gotta be honest we were not supposed to end up on the field because i was not actually working that game um but all of our staff that we all the entire staff travels to the game because we're necessary for the week leading up or for a couple because we got there three or four days before the game
0: honestly good on you for this too because this is just excellent experience at your age it's it's oh yeah absolutely exactly what you want to do
1: and we so we had to set up three or four days early and we had practice out there and everything so that our entire staff had to go. But not all of us worked. So I was able to sit in this in the very, very upper tippy top of the stadium and watch the game. And then all of our staff went with about four minutes left in the game, went running down to the bottom of the stadium and kinda like snuck in with the parents of the players <laughs> and got our and got our way onto the field.
0: Nice, yeah. I saw the yes. confetti flagging, uh, flying around. You're holding a, you know, little t-shirt, in it or you're wearing a t-shirt. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was an incredible <laughs> experience. Yeah,
0: and then so also too, you're now have transitioned into an internship. Um, tell me about the new club.
1: So yeah, I'm working with Greenville SC. They were fan, founded in last year, not this year, last year. Um, USL. soccer. <laughs> No, they're NPSL. Um, ah, okay. There are, there are two teams in Greenville. There's the Greenville FC, which is what I work for. It's an NPSL team, and then there's Greenville Triumph, which is USL League One team. Huh. Um. So we. <laughs> Do they ever
0: play each other for fun? They could have they like a have city not, title.
1: They have not. We have tried to talk them into it. Yeah, they don't um, want to play down. I bet. Yeah. And to be completely honest, um, based on, and I don't want to give any names away, um, we both played a certain team, um, and that team may or may not have said that they think that we're the better Greenville team.
0: Ooh. Um, See, so that's why they should do it. They should play that's, you guys.
1: That's what I, we we're trying to talk them into it, but they have not wanted to say yes and
0: honestly what what would be the harm like i feel like the entire city of greenville would be oh, interested or at be, least it'd be yeah. incredible yeah Oh, uh,
1: and so we we've tried to make that happen we just haven't quite gotten it gotten it oh, i hope you do i i hope so too
0: <laughs> all right so, so tell me more about what you do for the internship
1: yeah so i'm i'm doing sort of a lot of things with them um One of my dreams actually, one of the reasons that our blog started was my I wanted to, me and Coleman, we wanted to own a soccer team when we got you know out of college and had some money in our pocket. Um, and I started doing some research, yeah, I started doing some research on it and like trying to figure out like an NPSL team or a low division team, like what would it take, how much money would it take, sure. Um, how much, and if you don't mind me asking, so so I, I believe NPSL it. They allow you to start a team if you have $50,000. Uh, now, a team in Atlanta versus a team in Greenville is going to be a little bit different on that pricing scale. Atlanta's going to be a lot more expensive um, for renting fields and stuff. So, but then basically it all came back to without promotion and relegation, there's nowhere to go.
0: That, yeah. See, if they instituted and that in USL, I think the growth would or npsl or you know someone's got to do it because it's the best way to do soccer
1: and so that that was kind of where the blog ended up going was like we wanted to complain about this stuff and have a platform to do it Um, good and kind of (laughs) give give our reasons why soccer in the u.s is not moving forward at all
0: honestly for a group of young guys you guys are putting out just terrific content so
1: (laughs) kudos to that yep um So when I went to this internship program, I kind of was telling them about, you know, I wanted to own a team and all this stuff. And so really, they're kind of have this aim of they want to teach me everything that they can to in four years, I'll know everything I need to know to start my own NPSL team. It's kind of what their perfect. vision with my internship is.
0: That's amazing. So I'm, doing a
1: lo- I'm doing business <laughs> stuff. I'm doing sponsorship stuff. I'm doing accounting with them. And then they're also giving me the chance to do creative media on the side during game days.
0: That's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 actually worked out better than I could have imagined. And that's one of the reasons why um, Like I had a paid internship opportunity and then I had this unpaid one and I just – this one was going to give me so much experience in the sports business that I wanted to learn that I just couldn't pass it up.
0: What is their ownership structure like and how many employees do they have for that team?
1: So they have the two owners that are initially, or actually three, it's two brothers and their father. Um, And they started the team last year. And then they partnered with, or they started working with this marketing team called Ringo Fire, in Greenville. Um, it's a small town marketing team. And I, through some work that they did with Ringo Fire, the owner of Ringo Fire decided he wanted a piece of Greenville FC, and the owners of Greenville FC wanted, decided they wanted a piece of Ringo Fire, so they did an equity trade on it. So now So now it's... And that was one of the pieces of advice they give me is partner with a marketing team when you start your NPSL team, because now they have... It makes sense from everyone's perspective. Yeah, with joint yeah. ownership in both, they have marketing available at their fingertips with 10 different employees who can come in and give them great content to use. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so yeah. of so <laughs> Fire is, you know, they're two separate entities. Some of the people from Ringo Fire work with Greenville C, um, but Greenville C, the they don't have any... Employees, sure. I um, could imagine we that. Have, we have some unpaid interns just because you know it's an NPSL team. They can't afford to to have a payroll of employees. They don't even pay. If NPSL teams don't even pay their players, I wouldn't expect to get paid for an internship.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, yeah.
1: So it's it's a lot about but, the experience. Yeah, and I mean, you're so young. Experience
0: and. It's just yeah, incredible experience, like you said. And then for you to keep up a, a paying job in the meantime, good on you. You're doing yes, good. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm doing that. On I work every night, get my 15 hours a week, just to kind of help cover gas and expenses. Um, and, and also you said a money.
0: yep scholarship. So you're a finance major right now. I am a finance major. Yes. Interesting. All right, so tell me, let's go, let's shift a little bit, pivot to U.S. Soccer Blog. Um, What are you guys going to be covering in the next couple months and weeks
1: here? So we are actually going to be starting our podcast um, this month. We've recorded two episodes that we're getting ready to release, one and then another in a week or two. What's the Um, podcast called? It... We're trying to decide on a name um, because saying the U.S. Soccer Blog Podcast is a mouthful. (laughs) So um, we've been kind of trying to tweak the name and figure out what the best option for that is. Um, But we're thinking about the U.S. Soccer Podcast presented by the U.S. Soccer Blog, something like that. We're sure kind of
0: it's good branding with it.
1: Yeah, Um, but it's I we're. Had a little bit of preview of the U twenty World Cup in the first one, which we didn't get it released in time for that. But um, I believe Will said in that podcast, if they don't have to play France until the final, then they have a chance to win the final. Otherwise, yeah, that tournament got uh,
0: that tournament got very exciting all of a sudden. I'll I'll be tuning in
1: for the last little bit for sure. Yes, so. that and then a little bit of gold cup stuff and we're going to we're going to reach into some premier league and some non-US soccer stuff. Um the blog, the podcast will be mostly centered around US soccer but just being soccer fans, you know, it's hard to contain talking about so many other things going on in the world.
0: Sure. Sure. That's the best part about the game.
1: Yes. Um, and actually and which then,
0: which I just have a one-off question about MLS because yeah. I saw that you're an Atlanta United fan, and do you pay attention to MLS pretty pretty regularly?
1: I I do a a bit. Um, I'm not. I've been more involved with it this year than I have in previous years. Um, I and I I know that people are going to say you know he's a bandwagon Atlanta United fan, but you know. I'm a born and raised Georgia Bulldogs fan. My dad went there. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm a Braves fan. So when, you know, a club comes to Atlanta, how can you not just fall in line with that?
0: Yeah, that's your sports city.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yep. All right. So for the uh, U-20 World Cup, tell us what we should be watching for specifically in the next few games,
1: player-wise. the The France game was fascinating for me. Um, Soto, Soto, oh my gosh, it was the the I mean, a little finishes he had, yeah, were incredible. The and and one of the things I was reading and some people were saying on Twitter too, and you can see it if you look at the highlights. Is after that first goal where he put that thing beautifully to that far post. On the second one, the goalkeeper was just. Like he was like ready for that far post shot, and he was going that way. And then his face when he saw that Soto put it to the near post, he was huh. just devastated. <laughs> um, and I just, I mean, he played incredible. Um, I would like to see more out of Dest in the back. What's um, his name? Sergino Dest. Sergino Dest. He, all right. He he's one of he's one of the people that um, I actually had an interview with. We interviewed Brian Dunseth, um a month or two back, and he was saying that within the U.S. soccer community and coaches, they've said Sergino Des is supposed to be the future of U.S. soccer at right back, outside right back. And he has played well. Um, I'd just like to see a little bit more out of him back there. Okay. Um, and then... Has way a playing. That... I think he was when they had him at center, center forward. Um, those first, the first game or two, um, it was rough to watch. Hmm. I think I think part of it is just because he couldn't be as involved as you'd like to see someone like Weah be. Sure. Um, and as soon as they put him on the outsides, there was a huge difference. I noticed. And then they played a single striker up top. Right, and having Soto, and having I think having Soto up there with way on the wing to get to distribute that ball to him. I think, I think that was an incredible move. Who
0: are the others um, uh, in the midfield?
1: They had Pomicle in the midfield. Um, I believe they were having some um, card problems um, in the huh. midfield, but Pomicle has played very well. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else was in that midfield. Um, Oh, why am I blanking? Um, you can
0: say it later if you want. What else have you seen? Yeah. Um, I've seen...
1: Um, the goalkeeping. Uh, I, I, I'd i like to see um, Ochoa back there. Um, he played really well in the one game that he's played in this tournament. that um, Personally, I think he's a better goalkeeper than Scott was back there.
0: Huh. Um, but so then, what yeah. happened? so it looked like they had lost their first game in group, or, so or they, what was their? And who was in their group?
1: A, they lost to Ukraine, Ukraine, um, right. and then they and then they beat Nigeria and Qatar. Hmm. Um. And then, really, they needed to get first in the group in order to not play France in the round of 16. Uh Uh-huh. And then they got, they got, they ended up getting second in the group, which is why they had to face France in the round of 16. And, you know,
0: they came out with a win, so you can't be too
1: upset about it. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's a pretty big win in my opinion for just U.S. men's soccer fandom in general, because it's going to get people interested in the younger kids. It it just, it's, it's a big win. It'll help draw attention to the program.
1: Um, and then on that team also, um, Conrad De La Fuente, he his speed has been something special to watch. Um, he has been very speedy on the outside. He just needs to maybe bring in. He's I think I think he's seventeen, so he's actually going to be eligible for the next U twenty World Cup, huh. um, which is and crazy he, to think. So he plays in college right now. Um he is and he is currently with the Barcelona juvenile oh. A team. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So he he is his speed on the outside is crazy fast.
0: Sorry, is this a French player? No,
1: this is for us.
0: This is for us. Oh good. And yes. he's on Barcelona? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the- he's he's with the Barcelona B team right now. Wow. I didn't even yes, know this. He he is crazy fast on the outside. His only problem is once he gets into the final third. Well yeah. Um, huh. So, you know. But he's at seventeen, young. yeah. At, at seventeen, just having the physical ability to just get by anybody is it's incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean he must be pretty damn good to be on Barcelona's B team at seventeen yes. years old.
1: Um, so he's he's definitely one to watch going forward.
0: All right. Um De La Fuentes. As soon as,
1: as, soon as he can get the uh the final third together, I'm I'm expecting really big things out of him. Huh. Um and then Richie Ledesma also has been playing really well.
0: I've heard that name. Where's his club?
1: Um, Ledesma is at, I know he's in Europe. Let's look it up. Yeah, I think he's at PSV. Oh, nice. Um, we are trying gotta love to get those, uh, Gotta with. love
0: those Dutch clubs.
1: Yes, yeah, they, I, they've they done a great job developing Dest and Ledesma.
0: Um, oh, Dest and so, is there too.
1: Yeah, he's at, he's at Jong Ajax right now.
0: Huh, alright. Well that's encouraging. That's encouraging all the
1: way around. Yeah. I I think I think it's a great group of kids coming up. Um I I I mean I have a lot of hope for them. Um I'm hopeful that the next
0: generation is gonna be at least as good as Mexico.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we can be Mexico that you know hats off to them.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so Women's World Cup, are you watching much? Will you be watching much, rather?
1: I, I will be watching it because I know that we can actually win. Um, and I remember, I remember watching the one back in, what was it, 2015? Yeah, um, must have been. When I, I remember watching the Japan final and just seeing an absolute obliteration. And it, it's kind of put my mind on at least watching their international games because they're good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I've been a women's national team fan for a very long time. I love watching them. Although I was always more into the Olympics just because I didn't know soccer. Like I I right. didn't get involved in the sport until pretty pretty recently, really, as a fan.
1: But I've always watched U.S. Women's National Team because they're they're baller. Yeah, that, the, that women's team is incredible, and it's, it's awesome to see them doing what they're doing, especially on the international stage.
0: So who are your favorite
1: women's players, and which players are you watching? I'm, I'm a big Tobin Heath fan. Um, I just think her technical ability is, I mean, it's something I've never seen before. Um, and obviously everyone's got to love Alex Morgan. Um, but yep. yeah, I, I I love I love watching Tobin Heath on the wing and being able to connect with Alex Morgan in the middle. Um, that's it's a sight to see.
0: Nice. And then Rapino is wearing the captain's armband. It looks like.
1: Yes, I believe she is. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. I, she's an excellent player. She's been very fun to watch the last couple of years. Yes, she has. Who else is
1: uh out there that we should all be watching? Players, um, I know. Obviously, Carly Lloyd steps up in the big games every time. Uh, what's What's matter. her history again, uh, Carly, Carly Lloyd? So I, I believe she's she's in thirty six at this oh, point, yeah. I believe.
0: Thirty six from Delrin, New Jersey, which is where I'm originally f-
1: from. Yes, Not the town, and right. state. She uh, every time people counter out she just comes back and shows that she belongs to be there.
0: Oh, she's our number 10.
1: Yes, she is. Nice. All right. Um and I they had a warm-up game about a week or so ago, 2 weeks ago. Um she came in as a sub, I mean there it was a warm-up game so she came in as a sub late in the game and scored on her first touch. That's amazing. Um, so she's 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 an incredible player. She's definitely a game changer for us, um, and I know there's a lot of young players that are coming up this this year. Um, I don't know much about them, um, but I, I do know there's a a lot of young girls coming up. Yeah, with
0: them. I mean we'll we'll be able to watch. They start next Tuesday on the 11th at 3 p.m. against Thailand, and then looks like they play on the following Sunday against Chile, and then Sweden's the last game. So that's an interesting group, actually. One Asia. One Europe, one South America yeah I mean I, I totally to
1: expect them I totally expect them to win out in that group. Um, I think who's I think the toughest team in that?
0: Problems. Is it Chile or Sweden because we know it ain't I, Thailand I,
1: I believe I believe Sweden is their toughest task in that group
0: um, yes,
1: yeah, I, I recall I just, them being good I, I just don't think they're going to have too much problem until the semifinals. I don't. I don't see. I don't see anybody getting in their way until then, at least.
0: Hopefully not. I'd like to see a nice Hopefully long not. run. Yes. So then, the men's national team has a friendly tonight. Um, what are yes, you looking for? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Against Jamaica in D.C. I was tempted to go, but I really should have gone. It was only twenty-eight bucks. But I'm that's not going. Not bad
1: for a national team ticket, right? These days. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um. I, 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 Berhalter, I gotta trust. He knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's not gonna show his hand all the way in warm up games for the Gold Cup. Um, sure. So without, I know Pulisic's not in there. Tyler he's, Adams isn't in there for these. I saw two Pulisic's games.
0: coming back to the team tomorrow.
1: Yes. Um. I know Tyler Adams isn't out there, so I think it'll definitely be more of a tune-up game to see who those subs are going to be. Right. Um, that's that's what I'm expecting like who are who's going to be the first second people off the bench um, come Gold Cup time. Sure. I think there's a lot of players that have a lot to prove in that in that group. Um I there's a lot of MLS players which I don't love to see. Sure. Um, there's a lot of players that I think would be a lot more deserving of being on that roster. I think Wea should be at least um, a sub on that roster. Um, now, having him get the experience the U twenty World Cup, fine. I think yeah. it, it can definitely take precedence.
0: Sure. I, um, I questioned the decision harshly at first, but then I have
1: grown the, to like the it. U twenty. Yeah, the U twenty World Cup is definitely going to be a good experience for him. To yep, gonna get his confidence up. It's
0: actually it actually seems to be um, a good place for clubs to get a look at the players too, because you see some rumors yes, about Soto, Borussia, Borussia Dortmund. Um, I haven't seen any way of rumors, but it is good exposure for them, especially beating a France team. All right, that that draws some eyes to the team. Yeah, but um, tonight so I, MLS, I, I, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah,
1: so I I think it'll definitely be a it's. A lot of players got a lot to prove out there. I think he, I think he's got his starting lineup. What it's going to be, we we have no idea um, because you know I don't. I I think Michael Bradley should not even be questioned for a roster these days. Yeah, but he still is. Um, so I, I think, I think has got his, he's got his starters. He knows who's going to be playing. I think this game is going to be a lot to prove for. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a tune-up to kind of get work out the kinks, but I think this is going to be a big proving ground for who are going to be the three people off the bench.
0: Do you have any predictions for who those will be, or it really just depends? I,
1: I, I, I couldn't even tell you who's going to start at this point. Yeah. Um. So I once once I find out who the starting eleven is going to be for those three games, then I might be able to tell you.
0: I wonder um, where they'll put Tyler Adams. Got to put him back in
1: the midfield, right? If they if they put him in right back, I I might <laughs> I throw my phone through the through the TV. Um, they, I mean, they've got to put him back in the midfield. Yeah, um, he's just he, such a
0: dynamic player. I I think arguably the best player on the team.
1: And, and his distribution is incredible, and the, his vision on downfield passes. I he's, I'd take him over Michael Bradley. Absolutely.
0: In i take him uh, over. I take him over a lot of players on a lot of Premier League clubs.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I, I think when these U-20 players come moving up, I think Dest, Sergino Dest, is going to be a great spot for that right-back role, which gives Tyler Adams the chance to get out of the back line and open up the midfield. Um, but I, I definitely think he's, he's got to be in the midfield for this Gold Cup. But at the same time, I don't know who they're going to put it right back
0: yeah yeah always a problem, but I'm very excited to watch the national team this summer. I think they too have a nice young core and plenty to be excited about
1: absolutely um uh, i think I think it'll definitely be a good a good summer for u s soccer agreed so
0: is there anything else you would like to talk about any any hopes and dreams that you have um <laughs> for u.s soccer blog or you know what's next for your internship anything at all
1: um i so for the blog we're, we're definitely going to be trying to reach out to a lot more players um especially this summer now that we have a little bit more time opened up um i don't want to spoil anything but you might be seeing some players on our podcast current uh, u.s men's so national team players um, I wouldn't say men's national team players, but definitely some up-and-coming ones.
0: Nice. All right. Um,
1: some younger ones that you may not have heard of. but You guys do an around. excellent
0: job with that. And I just wanted to say to anybody interested in U.S. soccer development and what's coming up in the pipeline, these guys do some solid interviews with them. It's very entertaining content. So the ussoccerblog.com.
1: Yes, um, and Sammy, Sammy's been doing an incredible job of picking out some of those really, really good young players that you may not have heard of, like Akio Watts, Marcelo Palomino. Um, so we, we, definitely, we definitely have some, some exciting things coming with the podcast. Um, I, I'm going to start trying to reach out to some of the like more GM business people, managers within, within soccer in the U.S.,
0: yeah to kind of get
1: a perspective away from the players but more of a managerial perspective or a or like a gm perspective yeah um and then i'm also i'm thinking about writing a little bit about um my work with the npsl team just to kind of give like an in-depth look at what it's like working for a lower division team
0: sure and i think that's fascinating content
1: I'd be all about that.
0: That's what intrigues me most about soccer in the United States almost is those lower divisions and the, the growth in the cities. and Yeah, so I would read that content is, is
1: all I'm trying to say. And then we're, we're looking into bringing out a little bit of merchandise, maybe some t-shirts, stickers, magnets, that type of small stuff that um, if people want to rep our, our crest, um, we're more than happy to do that.
0: Nice. Cool.
1: No, All right, definitely, man. definitely a lot of exciting things coming for us.
0: It was um great to talk to you,
1: but yeah, it was awesome. thank you thank We usually you end with um we usually end
0: our podcast with a rant. I don't know if you have you can think of any rant,
1: rant. anything you want to uh, rant on something that annoys you, something you love that's how we end uh something that that annoys the crap out of me again is Michael Bradley being on the u s national team. Or even considered for the U.S. national team. Um, I I think that honestly he shouldn't even be a consideration at this point. You watch his game and it's just turn and turn and kick the ball as far as you can and hope someone can run it down. Or that, pass
0: it backwards. Yes, <laughs> which um, is the majority and, of his decisions.
1: And you know, passing backwards can can be okay, but it's when his you're doing primary it all the time, mo. Yes, and then when you turn around and then your first decision when you turn around is just to boot it as far as you can downfield to Zardes and hope that he outruns everybody and outmuscles everybody. Yeah. Like that, you know, that might work in the MLS, but when you get to the international stage and the European stage, that's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to work. Um and I just I I think that's I think that a lot of a lot of America loves Michael Bradley for I don't know why. Um, but I just think that people need to open their eyes and see that that he is not worthy of being even considered for the national team. It's not even his skill set that's egregious at this point. It's his age. and That, too. Oh, that, too. He's taken away opportunities from people who are going to be playing for us for years. Yes. And this might be his last international competition.
0: And it's such an important position to start developing. I mean, oh, your, your, your defensive midfield is arguably the most important area in the field to be good oh, in. I'll
1: put Tyler Adams at that role right now and start developing him. Give him some yeah. Gold Cup experience. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You're not missing Michael Bradley on the field. I will kudos to that. You know, I actually ran into him one time. I was down in, uh, um, was that, Biloxi? Or no, Sarasota, Florida, on a work trip. And the Toronto FC was doing their training down there and I just like passed him in the hallway and I shook his hand and looked him in his bald eyes (laughs) but at the time he was like a young up-and-comer still very lovable character for US men's national team so there is a small soft spot in my heart for him but I agree from a soccer perspective get him the hell out of there
1: it's time to move on
0: yep all right man this has been great Um, yep, absolutely. Thank you for having me on.